Welcome to the Steinberg Show, the Peter Klein edition. Uh, we are here at Bottle Screw Bill's Pub today. It is listener panel day. Uh, so a huge thanks to Bottle Screw Bill's. Uh, turns out it's about an eight-minute walk away from the station. Found that out about ten minutes ago. Uh, so should be a fun one today as Bottle Screw Bill's is the host of our listener panel, them and uh, Wild Rose Brewery, with a, a real strong partnership. So kind of tag-teaming with us today. More details on that throughout the day but uh, of course a huge thanks to wild rose brewery literally everything we do they're like yeah no we'll be we'll be involved in that like okay listen we're gonna have a bunch of people get together and just give thoughts on our radio station and they're like cool yeah we're in let's uh let's have this at bottle screw bills we'll help out as well uh so a huge thanks to both of those great partners as wild rose brewery uh launching a vanilla milk stout called milk river stout on january 30th at the tap room called milk river stout is a collaboration with high river brewing so some good things coming from wild rose brewery and some rough things coming from the vegas golden knights today Awkward transitions as the Vegas Golden Knights have fired head coach Gerard Gallant. Talked a little bit about it at Hockey Central at noon. You can check that out on the podcast a little bit later on today. Overall, I don't get this move. Um, Unless there's more that's still to come out, which I guess we always have to say now, but just on the surface, from what we know right now at 1.13 here today, um, I don't get this. I, I really don't. I mean, I kind of get. I get why. And I kind of get what Vegas would be thinking. You're out of a playoff spot. This is an incredibly dynamic roster that should be really the toast of this specific division that is in a bit of a downspin right now. And to a certain extent, you, you do have to look at, okay, Vegas is three points out of top spot in the division. What are you doing firing your coach? But And now I'm talking myself into this, and I didn't think I would. But from a, a Vegas perspective, you do have to look at things. And, okay, if our division wasn't a complete and utter tire fire, then we wouldn't even have a sniff at a playoff spot, let alone a home playoff spot. So from a Vegas perspective, you do have to look at, okay, it's a down year in our division and we're close, but still it's a down year in our division and we should be miles ahead. I still don't think this is a coaching issue, though. When you look at what Vegas has gone through this season, Marc-Andre Fleury, he's been there, he's been not, he's been there, he's been not, with uh, a number of different issues that are going on. I don't think you can look at Gerard Gallant as the problem in Vegas. I don't even know how much of a problem there is with the Vegas Golden Knights. They're, they're not in the spot they want to be in, which to them would be a problem. You're three points out of top spot in your division. That There's still a good run away from just completely lapping everyone in this division and there not being any issue with Vegas. I think when you have a coach who's the only coach you've had in your franchise's history, the first year he gets you to the Stanley Cup final. The second year, they should have gone to the second round. That shouldn't have been a penalty on Joe Pavelski. And Vegas should have been free and clear into the second round. And then things kind of stacked up pretty well for them. Who knows what happens we're not here to, to guess about those types of things, but at the very least, he should have had them in the second round of the postseason. And now he's fired. I, I just I can't wrap my head around that. I get that the shelf life on coaches is getting smaller and smaller every day, but this is ridiculous. That This is a guy who has brought your team success that no one could have possibly imagined. That job he did coaching that team in the first year of their existence, just a bunch of guys put together, and he gets them to the Stanley Cup final. That's an unbelievable coaching job. And now two years later, he's just not good enough because Pete DeBoer's available? I don't buy it. I don't like it from a Vegas standpoint for Pete DeBoer. 
wasn't unemployed long. I, I think we probably could have guessed that. I don't think this was the, the spot we thought he was going to get to. But good for him inheriting a very talented team, and maybe all they needed was a, a different message. But this one's mind-boggling to me. i got to admit, I'm, I'm not buying this one from Vegas's point of view. Now, for Gerard Gallant, he all of a sudden becomes best coach available. The Mike Babcock situation, he's... He's going to have to sit this next round out, I think. We're still probably about a year away from Mike Babcock being into the conversations based on everything that's gone on with that that Mitch Marner situation and everything going on there. I do believe Babcock will coach again. But Gerard Gallant probably is going to have his pick of the litter when it comes to NHL coaching jobs for this upcoming season just based on what he did with the the Vegas Golden Knights and taking uh, a team that was just put together and guiding them to a Stanley Cup final. What he did for the career of William Carlson, and what he did for the career of a lot of guys there, I don't think can be overlooked. And I think today Vegas has overlooked it. The way I want this whole situation to end, because I, I can't believe this has happened before, although there was a lot of aggressive expansion pretty quick after the original six days, I want Gerard Gallant to end up as the coach of the Seattle whatever-the-hells. I... I don't think a coach has ever gone from expansion team to expansion team in the history of the NHL. I want that to happen. I want Gerard Gallant to be to go from, okay, well, I just took this expansion team to the promised land. Let's go take this expansion team to the promised land. And if you're Seattle, how do you not look at Gerard Gallant? How do you not, okay, he's our guy. We don't have a name yet, but he's our coach. Give him the... Uh, the, the black NHL jersey with just the logo on the front. Yeah, cool. Don't care. You're our coach. Because he has been there. He has seen what it takes to build a team from literally nothing into Stanley Cup contender year one and to perennial playoff contender for three straight years. They still have a bunch of draft picks, and they have a couple prospects uh, on the way up. So if you're Seattle, I think this guy moves into the 1A spot of coaches that you have to look at when you're building your organization, when you are moving that team forward. Gerard Gallant, I I, I think he is the clear and obvious choice um, for that. So weird situation out in Vegas today, not a situation I agree with even a little bit, but the Vegas Golden Knights have made a coaching change. And just quickly from a Flames perspective, I'm sure we'll touch on this as the, the days and weeks go on, it's a coach I think you have to give a look at from a Flames perspective. I think Jeff Ward has done an amazing job with the Flames and guiding them through everything that they've gone through. And by the way, he is your coach for the rest of the season. You do not make another change with this team that has been through a lot this year. Like Jeff Ward gets to, to man this ship all the way. Wherever this thing's going, he is there. And I think he has to be the favorite for the job, but I don't think it's a lock. And with a coach like Gerard Gallant out there, I think you'd have to give a, a long look from a, a Flames perspective. Now, would he want the job and this, that, and the other thing? Who knows? Yeah, I, I think from a Flames perspective, you at least have to give it a look, although I think Jeff Ward needs to be the favorite from a Flames perspective. couple texts, 960-960. Uh, do you think Gallant will still get his bonus for being an All-Star? That is another layer of this. Uh, I think it was Greg Wyshynski who said that the NHL is going to force an AHL team to sign him up just to keep him from the All-Star game because that's the... Um, that's the standard that's been set, of course, referencing the, the John Scott situation where he got sent down so he wouldn't go to the All-Star game and then ended up going, and that's how that whole thing played out. But, yeah, I wonder, what are you going to do? Does Pete DeBoer now get to coach the All-Star team? He was in the Pacific Division for most of the year, so 
I mean, it didn't have a ton of success, but maybe that's that's where that goes. I mean, can you imagine from a San Jose perspective? Say Pete DeBoer does what he does in his first stop everywhere, and that's just get them to the Stanley Cup final. Um, could you imagine? From you're watching this from San Jose, the coach you just canned has taken your rival to the Stanley Cup final, and your team, the bottom has completely fallen out, and your lottery pick is gone to the Ottawa Senators. It's been a weird time for the San Jose Sharks, and a weird time in this division, man. A lot still up for grabs. Uh, we saw Vancouver struggles continue. They've lost three of their last five, a couple in rather spectacular foul. All of them, really. 9-2, 5-2, A couple wins against Buffalo and Minnesota. Apparently didn't cure what was ailing the Vancouver Canucks. This Pacific Division is all over the map right now. Uh, a few people suggesting that uh, uh, that I'm correct in this, that Gerard Gallant should be the next coach of, uh, of Seattle. Uh, someone saying Trilliving will be on the phone with Gallant today. I don't think that's the case. I think... I think for this team, for this organization, you have to let Jeff Ward coach the rest of this season out. And I still think, I'm, I'm personally of the belief Jeff Ward's going to be the Flames head coach on day one of the 2020-2021 season, but you got to give Gerard Gallant at least a little bit of look. And this last one before we head to the break, have far less faith in Ron Francis setting up Seattle as smoothly as it happened in Vegas. Look, I have very little faith in anyone setting anything up as well as Vegas set up their situation. That was... A master job, and I will be the first to admit, I didn't like what they did at the the start of everything. I, I thought that they really screwed up in how they put that roster together. Clearly, I was wrong because they uh, you've, you've seen the success that they've had. Although now they are uh, firing head coaches. Uh, apparently, that's just how we're going to go about things today with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a weird situation and one that we will discuss as the day rolls along. Again, we are at Bottle Screw Pills today. It is listener panel day, and I cannot stress enough, the next time one of these things comes along, because well, right late now, but um, definitely get involved. If you, uh, if you feel strongly about something at this station, not enough flames, too much flames, whatever your, your thought is, if you just like really think we're really missing the boat on lawn bowling, then come on down. There is nothing that affects what we do at this station more than the listener panel. So for those of you coming down to Bottle Screw Bills today, let your voice be heard. If you have any thoughts on this station, kind of speak now or forever hold your peace, because this is the time, and we truly 100% listen to everything that is said at this and take that into consideration for what goes on at this station. One thing that is a real cool thing that we do at this station is the Rookie Reporter, and we're looking for another one. One lucky entrant will win a pair of lower bowl tickets to the February 15th game against Chicago behind-the-scenes tour of the Dome, a turn on Flames Radio from the Peter Marr broadcast booth. Head to sportsnet.ca slash 960 to enter. The winner will be chosen and contacted on January 27th. Brought to you by South Trail Hyundai. Go to southtrailhyundai.com or visit Facebook and Instagram for the South Trail Hyundai experience. We are live from Bottle Screw Bills. It's been kind of a weird day at the station uh weather causing havoc on us hopefully it's not causing the same problems for you uh we have a lot to get to on the show today riley's got three burning questions coming up in about 20 25 minutes time uh when we come back real interesting discussion from the morning show today we want to touch on a little bit of that uh as cory sarich and matt station had a pretty good back and forth so we'll hear part of that conversation and a whole lot more from bottle screw bills next here on sportsnet 960 the fan it is listener panel day we are live from bottle 
Screw Bills as uh, they will play host to the listener panel tonight. A bunch of listeners get together and yell and scream at Kelly Kirsch for a couple hours about the radio station. Um, again, if you can't get in, if you haven't got involved yet, uh, do get involved the next time we have one of these because they're a great way to kind of influence what we do at this station. And a huge thanks to Bottle Screw Bills and Wild Rose Brewery as uh, they are kind of tag teaming to set all of this up. One thing we didn't get to today, like I said, it's been a wee bit crazy uh, this morning and now into the afternoon here at Sportsnet 960 The Fan today. We've had gates freeze, we've had cars not start, um, so it's been a bit of a wild day. So this one slipped under the radar for me for a matter of moments, uh, but David Riddick's an all-star. Uh, David Riddick is going to be going to the All-Star game out in St. Louis in the place of Darcy Kemper. So a uh, pre- pretty cool honor for uh, the Flames now number two. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. But no, this is, I think, well-deserved. I was a little surprised he wasn't the Flames representative to begin with. Now they needed to send Mark Giordano because, aside from him, there were literally no defensemen on the team until um, the, the last man in vote, whatever they called it. And... Matthew Kachuk, he's from St. Louis, so that makes a ton of sense. But uh, for David Riddick, this is a, a real cool honor, and I, I think he's very deserving of this honor as he's been the Flames' best player and I think one of the better goalies, certainly in the Pacific Division, when you see how this division's gone this year, and uh, a goalie who just, I, I can't stress it enough, really deserves this. So it's there's going to be a lot of interesting tales about David Riddick as his career goes on, where he started, how he got to the Calgary Flames organization, and now the success he's had with this organization. Of course, we will get into some more goalie talk as the day goes on, as, again, we are live here from Bottle Screw Bills. We want to play a couple minutes from uh, Corey Sarich and Matt Stajan this morning. Uh, they had a, a pretty good conversation, so we'll hear a bit of that now here on the Steinberg Show here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Going back to uh, to when you guys were teammates, is the I mean, I'll let you guys call each other cheap. I'm not gonna. I have no experience. Uh, but were you guys cheap guys? Would guys have fun at your expense, or who were the cheap guys that would get roasted? I wouldn't say Sarchi was cheap. I, would, I yes. I don't think uh, I wouldn't say I was cheap. That's that's me. No, I wouldn't talk, say I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you were either. I would definitely was when I started. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. When when you yeah. started, it took a while to figure out. Well, when you start, you have nothing, and so you you learn pretty. I was when I came to the league. I my first year back in whatever Sarchi was probably his sixth year or something. I. Did not. I don't remember paying for a meal on the road. I remember, I was playing. I was the youngest guy by four years on my team in Toronto, and every meal, I would go out. You'd have to meet somebody, and Mm -hmm. you know they're all established veterans, and they would uh, they would take care of it. And And, and uh, they were all terribly overpaid. Yeah, well, we that was all, a good thing about the, well, those Leaf teams you were on at the start of your yeah, career. They were yeah. all very, very overpaid for what they delivered. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Then I was overpaid for a big part of my career, and <laughs> and I, I returned the favor. So, so you return the favor. I try. I always try to take the young guys out and 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 take care of them at least for a couple meals, and then, you know, now the young guys make all the money pretty quickly. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. So but, for you, Sarge, who was? How did it dawn on you that, geez, I've. I've been a little light in uh, uh, bringing the wallet out. I'm trying to think right now who my one of my teammates in the Flames was that never would shell out. But it, nothing is popping in. But the probably the prime example in my career was uh, 
Vaclav Prostol. Right. <laughs> Every time they'd see a subway sign and we were driving around, they'd point it out to Vaclav just so he knew where to go for his uh, <laughs> pregame meals. <laughs> and it was an ongoing joke and it drove him absolutely nuts. But it was pretty much bang on. But there's a way, if it drives you nuts, there's a way to get away from that. Yeah. Sp- spend a little dough. But some of those... Treat, treat the boys. Yeah. Just tr- maybe just once a year. Yeah. But it didn't, he'd take those shots and... You yeah. know, you know pretty quickly uh, when you're on a team who who likes to be very, uh, oh, we'll just say cheap. Frugal. Yeah, frugal's mm-hmm. the, the prop. But, you know, when you go into games against guys' former teams or, you know, it's a guy's birthday. Yeah. Or, you know, you try and get them to dish out some money on the board for the, for the team fund and... You know pretty quick who's who's cheap just by what they put up there and how often they're up there. And for me, yeah, the last six seven years, I was I was the the fine master in in Calgary. Yeah. So I would keep track of everything. Well, the trainers would help. Sure. It's not like I was. And you you at the end of the year when you do the the year end tally, you you really get a sense of uh, who's hiding it. Um, but well, I just I just thought of one. Where where would you put Bo? <laughs> Yeah, Bo. Yeah, he, he wasn't cheap on he the board. Yeah, he'd, he ma- was, he'd he make was, his he'd make his uh, statements he, there. Jay Bo Meister. Jay Bo Meister. Yeah. I but, think he was more. Uh, he liked going for like, you know, for dinner. He didn't want to go to like the the high end place all the time. Right? He'd always. But I don't know if he was. I don't. He was wearing a T-shirt out of a Pilsner box yeah, for five or had, six years. Yeah, he had this. <laughs> he had this. Uh, that must have been where it came from. Never ironed. Never laundered. He had the same truck for. 12 years, I he think. The, he had the same boots and the same two pairs of jeans, too. Well, I remember when he got here, he was offered, like many other guys are, there's a dealership in town, they'd give you a Cadillac or whatever. Uh, no, well, no, I'm okay. Had that same pickup with 500,000 kilometers on it from driving it back and forth from Edmonton to Florida <laughs> for how many years? That would probably also mean that he would have to reciprocate. Yeah, he, yeah. I just remember his jeans he wore, he was like, was it rent, like, was it Marshwork Warehouse he went to get his jeans? He was just like, yeah, those are was... my jeans, and I'm not, you know, venturing out anywhere else. And he was, well, hey, we... it's worked. He's still playing. He's won a he cup. He's, still He's... He, uh, the, the one story that we had heard was outdoor game here. Uh, had was going to have to pay for tickets for his parents. And he's like, no, I can't get any tickets. <laughs> uh, are there any tickets for the outdoor game? No, there's no tickets. So. <laughs> I went, uh, I went skiing with Bo during the, the half year. Was it 11, 12 or 12, 13? 12, Whatever. 13. 12, yeah. 13. And we had nothing to do. He, he's a phenomenal skier. He must have, must have did it growing up. Probably, we probably weren't supposed to be doing it, but I was like, to hell with it at that time. We were locked That, that point good. in my career. And, uh, you know, I go skiing. I do enjoy it, but then I really like the lunch and the beers that go with skiing. And then you ski, maybe you dribble after, maybe you don't, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But we're grinding it out out there. It's absolutely freezing. He's taking me all over the place. I'm skiing way over my head. Where are you at? We're just at sunshine. But mm-hmm. some of these runs we're going down, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what, what, what? And he's gone. He skis like he skates, mile ahead of me. <laughs> so now it's approaching 1130, and I'm like, I'm starving out here. Like, let's, let's go. This is in. He's like, oh, I got, opens up his pocket bunch of granola bars here just have a couple of these and we'll just keep going <laughs> i looked down and no i came here for one reason and it's a big burger and maybe a pitcher of beer so i finally convinced him to go in but he would have been just completely content 
So if I was to ask... So there you go. Uh, um, fun conversation with uh, Sarchi Stajan and Boom today for the full uh, taste of all of that. Uh, you can check out the podcast. I'm sure it's going to be up. Uh, if it's not already up, it's going to be up pretty soon. As mentioned, some uh, big headlines today. Gerard Gallant has been fired by the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll touch on more of that when Steinberg comes in at 2 o'clock. And David Riddick is going to the All-Star game as the Flames' first-half MVP gets the nod with Darcy Kemper injured. You can make an argument maybe he should have been there anyway, but now he gets gets to go. So uh, kind of a cool thing. The Flames will have three representatives at the All-Star game with David Riddick now joining Mark Giordano and Matthew Kachuk. The latter of those certainly getting a lot of attention over the last way too long after everything that went down on Saturday, the suspension for Zach Cassian. And it's been, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. And they're one of the things that we saw on the text line when we got a bit further into it yesterday was the talk on how the flames felt about it, what different players were thinking about it, specifically what Milan Lucic was thinking about it. It's a weird spot that Lucic is in right now because it's an Oilers team that he played with for three years. It's guys who he developed relationships with, friendships with. On the other end, this is his team now, and by all accounts, that I mean, very much ingrained in everything with the, the Flames. You see how Dylan Dubé reacts with Milan Lucic when Lucic scored his first goal. You see how those two are interacting on and a little bit off the ice as well. Though there seems to be a bit of a mentorship role that's been taken with Lucic and Dylan Dubé. So obviously Lucic has fit in very well here in Calgary. And now, admittedly, this is probably a bit of a tough spot for him. Uh, Milan Lucic spoke with the media today in Toronto about this very situation and just how weird all of this has been. Personally, I think uh, our focus is a little bit too much on that because you saw, you know, we go into Montreal on Monday night and all we're talking about is what happened on Saturday and we don't come out to play, uh, you know, a game on Monday the way we should because we're still talking about Saturday. So, um, you know, and those two points were just as big as the ones that we got on Saturday. So there's... You know, there's almost too much focus on one thing when our focus right now should be on the Maple Leafs uh, uh, and what we got to do to win a hockey game. And, and to be honest, you know, guys are going to say what they're going to say and, and, and do what they're going to do. I know for a fact uh, everyone's got each other's back, uh, you know, in this locker room. And, you know, when the time comes, you know, whatever score needs to be settled, will be settled. So... But, like I said, I think our, our main focus and energy needs to be on uh, the Maple Leafs and what we need to do to win a hockey game. We've got two games left here uh, before the break starts. So, you know, that's the main thing. You know, talk is just talk. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, whatever whatever score needs to be settled, we can focus on that when, uh, when we play them next. You know exactly what you do. Were you surprised that you called a shot if you will <laughs> uh, I don't know not kind of not really uh, you know he's an emotional guy he plays with a lot of emotion uh, you know um, you know he he speaks what's on his mind whether 
uh, you know, there's a microphone in front of him or not. So he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, plays with emotion, lives with, uh, you know, with emotion. And, you know, um, so, yeah, he's, you know, that's the type of the guy he is. So, uh, again, I had, I had fun being his teammate for three years, but, you know, push comes to shove, uh, Matt's my teammate, and I'll do whatever I have to to, to, to to step up for him. Matt's saying it's kind of out of his weight class. Do you agree with that, or do you think he should have to answer some sort of call? Uh, that's, a, that's a question uh, he'll have to answer for you. <laughs> so uh, Milan Lucic with the, the media today. That's about what you would expect from a, a guy like Milan Lucic. Like, A, definitely focusing on this too long. Each team's played a game since. But B... Like this is this is my team. He's my teammate. So whatever scores need to be settled, we're going to make sure that they're settled. And part of Lucic's role on this team is to do some of that settling. You can make the argument that Matthew Kachuk is the the one who did the crime. He should do the time. There would be others who would suggest that he just got ragdolled on national television for a few seconds. I don't know what other time that needs to be done. But regardless, th- this is far from over and i did caution the other or on hockey central at noon and i'll just reiterate it here this is all fun and this is this it's been a wild couple days and we've had fun going back and forth with oilers fans um some of whom are taking it too seriously and some of the flame side are, are certainly taking it too seriously as well and that's my concern is that this thing has developed a life of its own and has a chance to escalate far beyond what we saw on the ice on Saturday. So my hope is we get a game that's similar to Saturday. We get an opening face-off, couple guys drop the gloves, and here we go. I don't want this to turn into, I don't think Cassian would do anything criminally illegal on the ice. I don't want this to turn, to turn into a Bertuzzi thing, where Naslin gets drilled by Steve Moore, and it just builds, and it builds, and it festers, and it just grows into this thing that was bigger than the game, and then Bertuzzi does what he does. You don't want this to turn into something that anyone is going to regret at, at any part of the situation. So the fire and everything is fine, but let's keep it within the realm of the Battle of Alberta. That battle stretches the limits regardless. So you, you got a lot of wiggle room in this thing. Let's keep it in there, though as uh, hopefully, I don't know want to say cooler heads prevail, because I think we're past that, and it's going to be a wild one coming up on the 29th, and then again on the, the Saturday that is to follow, and then probably on April 4th, and then God willing, a playoff series. But let, let's just hope that this thing doesn't get too out of hand too quick. We are live today from Bottle Screw Bills, as it is listener panel day, Wild Rose Brewery and Bottle Screw Bills have a great partnership, so Wild Rose letting this one happen at Bottle Screws today. That's where we are broadcasting live all afternoon and into the evening leading up to the Calgary Hitmen taking on the Swift Current Broncos. Uh, Riley called in from the bullpen today on a weird day at the station uh, with a, a few mechanical issues for a few different people at the station. So Riles is producing, and even though like, even though this was going to be an off day for him, there was just a couple questions that were just burning at him that he needs to get out into the ether. He will ask me those next on Three Burning Questions, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Time to turn up the heat. These are three burning questions on the Steinberg Show. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Riley was so desperate to ask these questions, he locked Logan's gate shut, froze it shut so he could get in today to ask me these three burning questions. Riley, take it away. All right. Well, limited time to work with today, but uh, I think I got some good ones for you. Okay. Um, we'll start with Jared Gallant. He got fired today, obviously. 
where do you think a good fit for him would be? I know you mentioned Seattle, but of the current NHL franchises, <laughs> if it wasn't Seattle, where do you think he would be a good fit? Of of the teams that actually exist, where where would he go? A lot of people bringing up a, a potential job with the Detroit Red Wings today, and I'm not mad at that. You you have to look at what are Gerard Gallant's strengths, and he kind of did a, he he did a very good job with a young Vegas team to turn things around there very quickly. Obviously, year one making it to the Stanley Cup final. So from a, a Detroit perspective, I would be looking. Very long and hard at uh, at what a Gerard Gallant could bring to my franchise. I, I do wonder if he'd be willing to kind of go from the penthouse to the doghouse, which is where Detroit sits right now. They are comfortably last place in the National Hockey League, 13 points back of the Ottawa Senators, who are a complete joke anyway, and Detroit doesn't even have a sniff of them. So it would be quite, quite the step back for Gerard Gallant. I don't know. I mean, maybe Ottawa to Vegas, but aside from that, Detroit to Vegas is one of the larger lifestyle changes you can make in the National Hockey League, so there'd be a bit of an adjustment with that. But I I think Detroit does make a lot of sense for Gerard Gallant, a young team on the rise. I think think that one makes some sense. I think the New Jersey Devils would make some sense as well. They make the coaching change, and off the top of my head, I can't remember if that was an interim one or not, but, I mean, everyone's getting fired anyway here, so who cares, right? So that th- those would be a couple of the teams that I would look at. As far as teams that are in contention, I don't see any of them really making a, a coaching change at this point. If Vancouver got crazy and filed tra- uh, fired Travis Green, that could be a spot for him. But I, I'm going to say the Detroit Red Wings would be the ideal landing spot for a uh, Gerard Gallant. And, of course, he does have some ties with Steve Eiserman as well. Yeah, not even just city-wise from the penthouse to the doghouse. It's team-wise, <laughs> too. I mean, Detroit is brutal, but, I mean... If you get a nice, shiny, flat-screen TV in the name of Alexi Lafreniere, that might uh, sweeten the ah, deal yes. a little bit. Yeah, that, that, that's how you move up, baby. That's And, I mean, look, they are clearly the leader in the clubhouse for that one. I don't think anyone's catching them for the best ping-pong ball odds for uh, Alex Lafreniere. So, yeah, I'm... That, that certainly does help, and I wonder if that does move Detroit up a tier, like the Connor McDavid, when he goes to the Oilers, all of a sudden, now it ends up not working, but hey, look at that, Peter Shirelli wants to come to Edmonton, so maybe that works out that way as well. Yeah, and one, one more team to throw at you, we kind of talked about this off-air, uh, pending his ability to speak French, could you see the Habs making a run for him? I don't know if the Habs are going to make a coaching change. Uh, I think that you look at that Habs team the other night, and yeah, they're not good. But it's not Claude Julien's fault that everyone on the team got hurt. He didn't go out there and hit Brendan Gallagher with a steel chair. Like, Brendan Gallagher got hurt playing the sport of hockey. So it's not his fault these guys have got hurt. It's not his fault the, the struggles that this organization has had. And they're playing for him. They're playing their asses off for for him right now. So I think language would be a bit of an issue, as you have to speak to a French media every day. I don't know how fluent Gerard Gallant is in uh, in Francais. Um, I've never had a conversation with him in it, nor could I if I wanted to. So I, I don't I don't necessarily see a Montreal job opening up for him to be an option for. So we'll um, we'll, we'll see on that one. But I I'm I'm not as high on him going to Montreal. All right, fair enough. Uh, haven't talked to you about this one yet. I know we talked a bit about it last week. Um, David Riddick had a great game against Montreal. Would you start him again tomorrow? Because I know you said last week that you would probably play him against Montreal and Toronto and then let Talbot have Ottawa. Have you swayed from that at all? 
swayed from my brilliance? No, of course not. Uh, no, no, I, I, I think that's how you have to go. I think that was another strong game from him and uh, an outing that certainly deserves another nod here. I, I think you go with him for Toronto. I think you go Cam Talbot Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, and then you let David Riddick go off and play in the All-Star game. I, I think it stacks up perfectly for the Flames in that sense. You have Riddick play on Wednesday, and then even before he has to head off to St. Louis to do all the, the different festivities, he has some time to just kind of chill and and still relax. So I, I think Riddick tomorrow against the Leafs. I think Talbot Saturday against the Ottawa Senators. And then after the All-Star break, you just kind of play it by ear and see how things go. I don't think you need to go full New York Islanders alternating one game off, one game on, one game off, one game on. But I, I think at the end of the season, from the the end of January into the end or the beginning of April, Riddick and Talbot should play almost the exact same amount of games. So I think you go Riddick, Toronto, and you go Talbot coming up against the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, uh, can't really disagree with you on that one. Of course not. It's brilliant. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> switching to the NBA, the Raptors back in action tonight. I hear you're kind of a fan of them. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they get Mark Gasol back tonight. They just got Spicy P back as well. So as they get more healthy, do you think they're, you know, one of those top three competitive teams or are they more of a middle of the pack team in the East with this roster? Oh, just to to clarify, we're talking top three in the East? Yes. Okay. Well, right now, Milwaukee is a clear and obvious number one. And then after that, with him beat out for the Philadelphia 76ers, Boston, I still think they're figuring some things out with the, the Boston Celtics. And then the Raptors and the Heat are right there. So I don't know if they're a lock number three team. I think there's a... Milwaukee is kind of a tier unto themselves. And then beyond that, you have the 76ers, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Heat kind of in that group there. So I don't think they're middle of the pack. I think they're all going to be battling to get that second spot so you're not in the Milwaukee side of things until the NBA Finals. That, that's that's where I see the Raptors right now, in kind of the second tier of the Eastern Conference. And really when you look at it, the second tier in the NBA, when you have the Lakers and the Clippers out west, the Clippers have kind of hit a bit of a speed wobble right now. But I think Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks are that clear top tier. And then after that, I think the Raptors are in that second tier. So I, I think the Raptors have pretty legitimate shot of making a bit of a run in the postseason. Having a Kawhi Leonard would help. But I think some of these injuries end up being a blessing in disguise, getting some of these guys off their feet for a little bit. Kyle Lowry was going to be playing like the third most minutes in the NBA. So I think this helps out a lot when it comes to a load management sort of thing for the Raptors. Yeah, and definitely want to be at least the three seed in the East. Otherwise, you could end up playing the Bucks in the second round. Yeah, that, that's not, you, you do not want to be the fourth seed. You, no. you, would, you would almost rather be the sixth seed than the fourth seed. See that you don't have to play Milwaukee in the first round. The second spot gets you home court in the second round of the playoffs as well, so that's obviously ideal. But yeah, just stay out of the Bucks side of the bracket for as long as you can. All right, that's all I got for you today. All right, excellent stuff, Riley, again on short notice, so uh, thank you for that. Coming up a little bit later on today as we are live from Bottle Screw Bills, it is listener panel day here at Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Coming up a little bit later on in the Sports Drive at 5, it is inside the NHL. We have a lot to get to in that show today with what's going on with Gerard Gallant, with David Riddick now going to the All-Star Game and Inside Hockey, brought to you by Calgary Co-op. At Calgary Co-op, it pays to be a member Earn money towards your annual member refund with every fill at your local Calgary Co-op gas station. 
a huge change in the Pacific Division. Gerard Gallant is out. Pete DeBoer is in for the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that was in the Stanley Cup final just a couple years ago. It seems crazy. We'll discuss it next as Pinder and Steinberg starts in a matter of moments here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.